Welcome to the Mompreneur Guide Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Moran. Just like you, I'm a mom entrepreneur on a mission to live a present and productive life, to be around for all the moments with my kids while also following my dreams and passions. Join me each week as I uncover a new tip or trick that will help you live your life just as you want and with as much ease as possible. Let's get started with today's episode. Hello, my amazing mompreneurs. Welcome back to the Mompreneur Guide podcast. I'm so excited today. I have my new friend Charity here with me. And not only is she an amazing mompreneur here in Cleveland, but she is the epitome of mompreneurship, not only because she's been in the game for a while, she knows what's going on. She's got a good pulse on what's trending and marketing and all of the things. So well connected. I can't believe how many you know, mutual connections we've found out just in the couple of weeks that we've been able to connect. And then I love that she brought her son Max here. She just went right from pickup, came here, he's hanging out. It just makes my heart light up because that's my whole life. I grew up in an entrepreneurial family. My kids are just down the street right now. They're a little younger, so I don't think they would be so quiet <laughs> if we were recording with them here. But Charity, I'm just so grateful to have you here to have conversations about mom life and business life. And, you know, when you're with other mompreneurs, we just see each other and just get a different level. And so I'm excited to allow other people to hear that from us, too. Megan, that might be the nicest introduction I've ever had in my whole life. Seriously, that was great. Aww, you're such a pro at this. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. And wow, I... You know, it's funny. You don't even realize you're doing the things that you're doing as far as like the pickup and the, mm -hmm. it's just part of being a working parent, right. you know, like yeah. you just, you just go with, roll with the punches. So, right. you know, you fit it all in somehow and you make it work. Yeah. yeah. My friend was just in town. She lives in Nashville. We've been friends since high school. She doesn't have kids yet. And so she stayed with us from Monday until she ended up leaving Wednesday. And I was laughing like, oh, Bridge, you're, you're in for a treat. You really get to see the whole behind the scenes of you know, I only have like an hour, three days a week in the studio with okay. childcare. And yeah. then the rest of the time, you know how Struggle. it is. It's the, the pockets. You come in early, you go in late, you do stuff at home if you can. Mm -hmm. um, and then I was solo parenting this week too. And so she just got like a full force of two toddlers, 18 months apart and business life and all the things. Yeah. And yeah, it was just, it's just funny to get to let other people in on the life that we live and that we love. Like, I don't know about you. I'd have it no other way. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I It's funny because I just spent a week with my sister last week and she has two young kids, a three and a six-year-old. And I was exhausted, actually. You forget when you grow yeah. out of the phase, yep. you know, like you're, like I said, you're only in that phase right now. Mm -hmm. I have a nine-year-old. It's a totally different phase. He can sit on that little computer and mm -hmm. he'll be fine for the next hour mm -hmm. um, until he needs like a bigger snack or something. Um, but... Yeah, it's just a phase. So, yeah. you know, just kind of roll with it now and then the phase will change and you'll change. And it just it's this evolving um, road that we're on together. Yeah. Yeah. We also visited another one of our friends from high school and she just had a newborn and it's a different phase. Baby girl is one week old. And it's just so funny. Like, again, with my two toddlers crawling around on my legs. I held her like a football. She felt like nothing. nothing. And, and she just was so sweet and sleeping. And I have a friend who had said like, Every phase, it can be hard, but it's all in different ways, right? Mm -hmm. You know, like newborn phase, you're holding them a lot and they're very dependent and you get broken up sleep. But then yeah. toddler phase, you are learning to deal with working together and being collaborative. And, and nine-year-old phase, you're talking about deodorant. <laughs> yes, we, we hygiene. Feel like, we feel like we already have to do that with our son. Really? Like, oh my God, yeah, we're like, oh, we have to take baths, guys. Like, this is a thing. But. Well... 
sometimes I'll let it go in the summertime more, yeah. but he just went to camp and he came back and he's like, I think I need deodorant. I was like, all right, okay. great. Yeah. You're like, well, let's go to CVS. Let's do yeah. it. <laughs> I Googled uh, yeah. like natural organic yeah. deodorant <laughs> for young kids. Yeah. What's like, safe? I fed, yeah. you know, like a $30 one, but I bought it. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, it'll be fine. Yeah. It'll be safe. Oh, yeah. I love it. Well, tell me more and tell the listeners more about your transition into entrepreneurship and mompreneurship. Okay. I'd love to hear that evolution from your passion and that inkling of what you wanted to do into creating this beautiful business that you have now and you get to serve so many people and a whole team with. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Um, so, okay, well, I, I guess I'll start from the beginning. So I'm a graphic designer and I own a small design agency called Studio Chartreuse and we are on the um, the west side of Cleveland, called a, a town called Lakewood. And um, I started my business after September 11th. So I went to Syracuse University and most of my peers um, had moved to New York City out of college. And after September 11th, many people in design and advertising and marketing were getting let go. And so people were really trying to turn you know, inwards and think about what they wanted to do. Like life is so fragile, right? We all kind of experience that. And I was working, I, did, was go, I was doing exactly what I went to school for. I was, I had my Herman Miller chair in my beautiful cubicle and I wore great suits from Ann Taylor <laughs> and I loved it. I mean, that's exactly what I envisioned my advertising job to be. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, I was working on um, a lot of roast beef sandwiches. Uh, I worked for lots of like larger chain restaurants yeah. and I had great budgets to do really cool pop-up menus with light ups and sounds and all different kind of cool stuff that you would want to do as a designer. Um, but I wasn't feeling, I wasn't like called to the, I would never eat that sandwich mm -hmm. and I didn't want to go to that restaurant and I just didn't feel like 100% connected with the work I was doing. So I told my parents I was going to quit my job and freelance and they were less than happy with me because a lot of people were getting let go and I had a nice job and why quit? But um, I just, I was like, well, if I don't do it now, I'll never do it. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really have intentions to be quite honest, Megan, about starting a design agency. Mm -hmm. I just thought I would freelance and I would see what was next. Mm -hmm. And during the what was next, I started working at the mall. I love retail. Yeah. I love to shop. Mm -hmm. I love following trends, like you said. Yeah. Um, I love home fashions and clothing fashions. Mm -hmm. Which side note you can tell because your outfit is fabulous oh, right now. You. You're in a beautiful blue and white striped shirt with like this beautiful puff sleeve, which we're kind of twins. Yeah, we're twins. <laughs> Yours is yeah. a little bit more uh, yeah elegant. Mine's a, a loft uh, number that I can uh, wear with the This is from H&M, yeah. so don't worry. Oh, so, yeah. It's so cute. Yeah, and then thanks. your bright, bright green pants. I love Thank it. You. So everybody will see it on the reel. Yeah. Oh, there <laughs> make you go. Sure you, make sure you check it out. Yeah, it's my, um, what do they call it? It's like, it's the high end, low end. Yes. Yes. <laughs> low end, high end. You mix them up I and you know, was... throw everybody off. Yes. But yeah, yeah, but I do like to mix, mix and match clothes. Um so you have design and fashion as all part yeah, of Yes, so I was so I started working at actually I started working at Pottery Barn and I loved it and I would do what, what was called the truck. So I would okay. go and I would like unload the truck and and unwrap everything and get it ready to put it on the floor. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was really cool because I could see it before everybody else saw it mm -hmm. and I would also like put things aside to spend my whole paycheck on. So <laughs> there was that. Um, but as the freelance world started like the work started getting more and more and better and better. I was having to like call off my retail job in order to like really do my design job. And that's not in me. Like I don't call off. It's, right. it's just not who I am. So I ended up having to leave Pottery Barn, sadly, mm -hmm. and just concentrate on freelance. And I had this great opportunity um, with this company to kind of give it a shot. They were working with an agency out of New York City. And they said like, they're just not getting it. And would you mind um, kind of just, we'll give you this set amount of money. 
And can you give us some concepts? And so, of course, like that was a dream job. And so I did it. And they said, great. Now can you do, um, I think it was like at the time, like 175 SKUs in a month. And it was for like a product package for um, like a big box store. And I knew that if I stayed up 24 hours a day, I could never do that, what they were asking me. Yeah. So it was like that point that like, you know, what pushes you over that, that little change, that point of change. And so that's where Studio Chartreuse was kind of born. So I had to hire a designer to come and work with me and like help me flush out these packages. So that's kind of how it started 20 years ago was this one client. Wow. Um, and then we've just been growing and changing and evolving ever since. Mm -hmm. I have the privilege of working with uh, two other women, female designers. And our firm has been, you know, as big as six and mm -hmm. as small as three. We're at three now. And yeah. I, I think we've just found like a good rhythm. Um, and we, we, you know, we love the work that we do and we feel very honored to work with the different organizations here in Cleveland mm -hmm. um, on everything from like brand development to um, some interior work to, gosh, marketing and trade shows. And, you know, we don't do a ton of digital, but we do enough and we understand it to be dangerous, but yeah. we usually farm a lot of it out, to be yeah. quite honest. I mean, you can't be great at everything. So, yeah. So that's what we're doing. And then talk to us about that point when Max right. came into yes. play. Yeah. I'd love, so that was halfway. That was halfway. Through. So about halfway yeah. through, um, it's funny. I worked with a woman for 10 years and it was around October and she says, I need to talk with you. And we're still very dear friends. Yeah. Michelle, okay. if you're listening, <laughs> Shout I love out. you. Shout out. <laughs> um, she knows I love her. I tell her all the time. Um, we had worked together for 10 years and she said, I need to talk to you. And I said, good, I need to talk to you too. And it was just like a Thursday, I think. And she rolled her chair over and she says, I'm, I'm leaving. And I said, I'm pregnant. And we both cried and hugged and laughed all after the oh, afternoon was shot. Like yeah. all we want to do is talk. <laughs> talk. And, you know, she had that opportunity to go check out like a lot. She had worked, we had worked together. She mm -hmm. was my first hire and, um, you know, she had this great opportunity. And so I was really excited for her. And so she went and did that. And then I was like, you know, newly pregnant. So I was like mm -hmm. excited and very nervous, yeah. you know, being an entrepreneur, I'm sure all your listeners will know you just get it done. You mm -hmm. figure it out. But it was a real weird time as like, what does the future? I mean, after Max was born, I had a C-section. I was back in the office in two weeks. Wow. I was like breastfeeding him over top of my keyboard. Uh -huh. The girls in the office joke, like we had um, outdoor, we had like an outdoor park yeah. attached to our office. And so we had like a lot of, you know, those outdoor like square foam cushions and yep. we had them like basically on the ground of the office and we would just like lay him in the middle of all mm -hmm. of us and he would just sleep yeah. and we would work but now I mean now he's nine and when yeah. he comes in it's like it's like a tornado coming through mm -hmm. but at the time you just you just figured it out and I was very lucky that the women I worked with understood that one of which is a mom of three and the other one just like a really great person who mm -hmm. just was like this is what it is. This is what it is. Yeah. And, you know, and I've worked with other moms and other people and everyone's like really nice. Mm -hmm. um, and our clients are great too, because they all gave us that flex and that ability to kind of like work non-traditional hours. Mm -hmm. As long as the work is getting done, they weren't, you know, they knew that we would give them a quality product at a good fair price and, you know, within a good timeline. Mm -hmm. um, so I just think like the clients that you align yourself with made it really nice really easy to be a, a young mom. I wasn't young, but like a, a new parent. Mm -hmm. um, gosh, I mean, those were dark days. I, 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 sometimes I can't believe what we did. Right. Like, uh -huh. I mean, not just me, but I'm sure all, I'm sure a lot of moms feel that way. Like, can you believe we did that? But you just do it. Yeah. Well, like you, I my previous business, I had been running for, I don't even know how many years prior to when my first came. And isn't it so funny? Like, the difference and the way that you think differently about your business. I don't know if you've felt that as well. I kind of reassessed the work that I was doing and reassessed my packages and really reassessed my time of how do I want to spend it? Because yeah. 
even though this business that's all about being present and productive hadn't formed yet, that was still my mindset. That's the reason I started my first business was so that I could be around when I did have kids. And when the time came, it's like, ooh, yeah, I want to be present. I don't want to be burnt out. But I also still have a mission and my own goal and things that I want to do. So did you yeah. find your use? Had a pivot there? So I have to say, Studio Chartreuse is still my first baby. Yeah. So when you have a business, I mean, it's just your baby no matter what, mm -hmm. whether you're year one, year 20. Mm -hmm. um, so having Max like right there in the middle, um, I mean, for sure, Megan, I definitely reassess, but I was able to keep my hours pretty much the same yeah. once I've got, I mean, once I got some help. Yeah. And also, when I was with Max, I was definitely more present than like, I have to get this project done for a client in the middle middle of the night or whatever mm -hmm. it was. So, I mean, like giving yourself some grace to have help, yeah. I think is such an important thing. But, um, you know, did it change? Of course it changed. I have this little human I'm raising and mm -hmm. I love and I see things differently. And actually from a business perspective, it really opened like a whole new market for me I, yeah. I I had no mom friends really up until then and now I have all these like working mom parent friends that mm -hmm. I've met at the different child care centers and like now we're still friends and I'm like oh and she's in marketing and she does this and she's an attorney and we're all doing such different things but we're all raising these little people together yeah. and so it gives you like a new passion for not only like your family but like really supporting other people and mm -hmm. their families mm -hmm. in fact I had this um I had hired this one employee, so Michelle left, mm -hmm. and I had hired another designer to kind of um, fill her void and also a wonderful human and now a mom of two. Oh, yeah. But, um, you know, like I wasn't really, breastfeeding really didn't work for me. Yep. Like it just wasn't my thing, but it was really her thing. Mm -hmm. And so we had to kind of like address the office and mm -hmm. refigure it out. Like she's coming back to work and how is it going to work for her? So, I mean, not only me as a mom, but like the women I work with, just constantly trying to like tweak our processes and tweak like what's important and flexibility and um, just being open to however people are going to raise their families. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. I will say, um, you know, working with all women, it's been lovely. Yeah. Sorry, I, guys. <laughs> I know. I loved when you told me that when we first connected, I was yeah. like, yes, like, I love that so much. Just not that I wouldn't hire a man. I would. Right. right. Just I, I guess we just we don't attract them. I don't right. know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's just when we can all link our arms together. I just think yeah. we're so strong. And I love that point of view where you guys are all thinking of each other and you've also been there. And so again, you can connect in a different way and look at your team and say, how can we come together and support you just yep. like they did for you? Yeah, you know, for sure. They all work and together. And every single day. Yeah. Because, you know, just today I was saying like, hey guys, just so you know, I have no childcare next week. Right. So I just said that to my team. So we, I like Max will be in the office next week. Mm -hmm. Let's try and schedule all the meetings. Not next week. Yeah. And, you know, just so you know, my time is going to be a little bit on the flex time next week. Mm -hmm. Um, they always know, like they'll get emails from me at all times of the night, but I don't expect them. They know yeah, their time is their time. And a lot of like, you know, during the pandemic, we went all, we started working remotely right. with laptops and being very like connected. Mm -hmm. And I've tried to like backtrack from that. So yeah. like laptops, most of the time have to stay at the office. Yeah. yeah. I love that you have that mentality of like making sure that there's that balance. Or, it's just so yeah, hard to walk after, well, after COVID. Yeah. Like, I feel like we're. We were very lucky. Um, a lot of our clients had to come to us for change in their marketing materials and mm -hmm. design work. So we yeah. had a very busy COVID. Yeah. And to the point that like we were working around the clock, but we were so panicked mm -hmm. about, you know, will this work dry up? Will we not have a paycheck? Are right. we going to still have our jobs? All those kind of things that we did it. Yeah. And so we we're very accessible to everyone all the time. And now pulling that back in has been a learning experience. Mm -hmm. But we're figuring it out. It's funny that you say that because so... 
local business for 10 yeah. years. I went online for two years. And that online space is so different. It's like a hamster wheel that you're constantly go, go, going. And then you're, you know, you're checking social here and you're doing this there and you're able to talk to people of all different time zones all the time. And, and so that's been interesting in my journey now is we're kind of merging the two worlds, yeah. having the studio here and also bringing women in that we made connections with online for retreats and stuff. Yeah. And, but I am noticing myself like flowing in a new way with the schedule because people get to come in. I don't have to have a call at any hour of the day. Yeah. And it is fascinating. They're two different worlds. Also with the space. I mean, this is how we feel like we have this, we have a studio, so yeah. we have a building that we, a teeny tiny little building. Actually, I think your space is even way bigger than our space. Uh -huh. Um, but we like one way we've really streamlined our work process to invite our clients to come to us, mm -hmm. you know, unless it's like some really big company that they're, they've got like a huge team. And to be quite honest at that point, like they probably have way better conference room and way better like yeah. it support than, than our small business could have. But we like for them to come to our office and also it saves us that drive time. Mm -hmm. And as a busy working parent, you know, that every minute counts. So like if you can, you know, bundle meetings at your studio back to back to back, it makes your day more effective and you can go home knowing like, okay, I was super effective today at work and like mm -hmm. I got a ton done. Yeah. So. Well, and the power of in-person, right? Yeah. Versus, I mean, even if you connect over Zoom, it's great. It, it served us well for a long time, but the way that we get to have this conversation now and when somebody can come in and, and just see more of who you are. And see your cool space and these great chairs <laughs> yes. that I love. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, I just, it's so different in my opinion. And I think there's beautiful things to both. And so I love that you have that, you know, experience as well. Yeah. You, you've seen both sides. I love the in-person in meetings. I mean, I just think that things grow mm -hmm. from them. I mean, we could have a Zoom call. We could be talking about, let's just say, a logo, right? So we have the logo. We're talking about it on a Zoom, blah, blah, blah. It's fine. Making Pinterest boards and all the things. But then we get together in person, and then you have a really great bag, and I say, oh, I like that brand. And then you say, oh, my gosh, it, I got this five years ago when I was in Paris, and I was inspired, and this is actually where my thinking comes, and it becomes this whole other thing. Yeah. And then I'm, I know you better, mm -hmm. and I'm able to create for you better, and my team is able to create with you better. Um, so, yeah, we try and do in person, but, you know. It was what it was. It is what it is. Yeah I, yeah. I love what you just said there about being a creator and being able to pick up on little nuances when you're around somebody in person. Yeah. And so as a creative, share with everybody a little bit more about like your process or things you may pick up or something for everybody who's listening that they might recognize, ooh, maybe I can be a little bit cre more creative yeah. when I hear these tips that Charity thinks of. Oh, gosh. Well, there's so much thing. I mean could talk about creativity and clothes, mm -hmm. which has nothing to do with my job, but I feel like people, um, I put that out there on my personal Instagram that I love yeah. clothes. If you, if you know me, I love every day. I think it's like an opportunity to, to show your creativity through fashion. Mm -hmm. Um, I plan my outfits on Sunday, typically for the week. This week I've been thrown off a little bit. I was telling Megan that I have poison ivy, so I've been wearing pants all week. But yeah, I mean, as far as like doing brand, we, so so Studio Chartreuse does a, mostly brand development. So yeah. we'll start with a client on, you know, what their their mission, their vision, their look, their, you know, five-year plan is. So mm -hmm. we do have kind of like an intake form. Yeah. So when people come to the studio, we have, you know, things to think about. Mm -hmm. But we also are, are looking around and saying like, okay, what's not currently happening in our space, in their space. So say for instance, right now, so we just finished working on a really fun project. Um, I don't know if anyone's familiar, but it's a, a local business called Verbena. Yes. And it's a non-alcoholic uh, cocktail bar and all day coffee shop. 
you know, when Molly came to us and was like, hey, this is what I'm thinking of doing, I was like, oh my gosh, like, how is this going to fly? I mean, I really was. I was like, I I don't know how Cleveland's going to accept this. And then the more I'm working on it and the more I'm researching it with her, I'm like, this is going to be great. Yeah. And she, I mean, she brought the idea to us and then we kind of just, you know, wrapped our arms around it and understood it. And now we're seeing all sorts of ways that she can grow and expand her business and, you know, trying to help her support her and saying like, Hey, did you think of this? Hey, did you think of that? I just think like, um, as a creator, just getting back to your question, Megan, yeah. um, it's, we're almost like an extension of their team. Yeah. So really it's that uh, additional creative mind that you're bringing on. It's more than just like developing a logo and an icon. It's where we've become part of your business mm -hmm. and we are faced with constantly trying to bring new and fresh ideas to our clients. Um, but as far as like a checklist of what's cool, what's creative, I mean, gosh, we're seekers. Mm -hmm. So I always say we're more than just, you know, putting, we are artists too. We, all three of us went to art school. So right. I have a really strong opinion about education and like, I know we can all learn the Adobe software suite, but really, you know, I've been to school 20 plus years ago. Mm -hmm. We didn't even have that then. Mm -hmm. So like, it's not about the programs, right? So people are embarrassed. They come to us and they're like, we use Canva. I'm like, that's great. Like there's a tool for everything. And tools are just that. They are changing. They're evolving. There's going to be a zillion more tools as we all continue to work together. Um, but it's that idea of like thinking about problem solving. Mm -hmm. So I really think like when it comes to creativity, it's like, what's the problem? How can we solve it? And, you know, I need a logo is typically a, a very common problem that people come to us. But sometimes we might say, you actually don't need a logo. You just need like some support materials to go along with this brand that you've had for years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe it needs a little cleaned up, but we don't need to start over. It's actually really great. Like, yeah. and people know you for that. Why not just like lean into that and like develop some materials that support that? So we try and push back and be creative problem solvers um, rather than just like, doers. Mm -hmm. So we, we really consider ourselves part of our team, uh, part of their team, whether it be like a small business person that we are really just working with a one, one person one-on-one -on -one all the time, or sometimes we're just an extension of a huge marketing department because they just need a project pushed through mm -hmm. and they just don't have the manpower and they're like, okay, we can just, can you just awesome. take this on for this month? And mm -hmm. we'll do that too. So yeah. I don't know that I answered your question. No, you did. I, there are so many bullet points that I loved of that. Okay. My one interesting point though is you said they come to you as an example and they think they need a logo. Yeah. And then you have this new fresh, I loved that word that you use. It's a fresh perspective. Yeah. Side note, we talk about that a lot of like when you create, especially as a podcaster and you're at home and you're recording in your home, you're essentially creating in like a vacuum, right? Yeah. And we want to help people create in space because you know how it is when you collaborate, when you get those fresh perspectives, it makes such a difference. So I just loved that word that you used. And so you said sometimes people will come to you and your fresh perspective allows them to A, see their greatness and what they already have yeah. and B, figure out what they truly need. And how often do you see that they're like, okay, I kind of knew that and they needed more than anything mirroring back to them, right? All the time. Yeah. I would say that happens pretty regularly. Mm -hmm. It's fun. You know, the value of design is so, I don't know, you know, people have different opinions of what they should pay us, right? Yeah. As creators or as creatives. Mm -hmm. Um, and so some people really value that and some people don't. And, you know, like we hope that we can attract clients that really do value that. Yeah. And so if someone really values it and they're ready to make the investment in working with us mm -hmm. and then we, they come to us and they, we say, you're actually doing a great job. You really don't need as much as you think you do. Mm -hmm. Then I think that they, they're even more excited and they trust right. us even more. And then we're able to like grow with them. And then when they open their second business mm -hmm. or their third mm -hmm. business or their sister opens a business, 
that's really where we've found a sweet spot of just being really honest and saying, you know, I'd love to help you, but you're, you've got great stuff. Like you have great tools or you, you know, you have a great sense of style. Like mm-hmm. I think what you're doing is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've really found that people know, like, and trust us for that. And yeah. I think that's been a great source of referrals for us over the years. Mm-hmm. I love that side note is just like marketing. You're not obviously coming at it with that. Yeah. It's not like, oh, I'm going to say this so that I get this in the end. Yeah. I can tell the how genuine you yeah. are. And I was going to say the honesty and the authenticity as well is just, again, so refreshing. I think it's because I'm old. <laughs> oh, not at all. <laughs> but it, it's something that you don't, again, with the online space, it's just this whole different world. And it it's so nice to see people being nice. And I have to shout out to Cleveland too, because I think that is something special about where we live is it that is. we are a community of, you know, hardworking. I don't always love to use the, the word hard because work is fun, fun yeah. working, you know, yeah. getting stuff done. And we truly care about the people that we're working with. And, and I can totally tell that with you too. And yeah. so I also would love to hear more about you being like an extension of their team. How often are you opening new like perspectives or new ideas? You said you give them some ideas of how they can expand their business. So if they're coming in with a five-year plan. Did yeah. they leave you like, oh my gosh, I can see yeah. the vision so much yeah. more clearly now, right? I mean, the things that we take for granted working with our clients, let's just say, you know, we're going to work on this coffee shop, let's mm-hmm. say. So, you know, we need to develop, she comes in with her list of tangibles, mm-hmm. but, you know, have you talked, have you thought about like, um, what is the retail capabilities? Can we sell products? Can you, what does your online space look like? Can you have an e-commerce store? What about podcasting? Have you thought about that? Like, how can we, you know, we just bring different perspectives to a creative business plan for a small business owner, for a larger company that has a various established marketing firm, you know, they just might be doing things one way, yeah. right? This is how we do it. We send it to copy first and we get this and we get this and this is how we do it. And, and then we come in and we say, well, we're small business. Mm-hmm. So when we work on projects, it's all hands on deck and we're just going to give every single idea out. And we, we know that the client really only paid us for three, but we're going to give them 10 because, because mm-hmm. we have them and why not? Yeah. Um, and you know, they might not work that way. So it might just be a different perspective of how the workflow works. So, um, but yeah, I think people see value in just creative collaborations in general. Mm -hmm. I think it's so smart. Yeah. So talk to us about the future. You, I know have mentioned throughout your whole story. I love the breadcrumbs of always having this product focus from working at your first agency to you just loving the product of being in Pottery Barn and feeling the Mm -hmm. things. And you mentioned like Verbena as an example, they're more of a product-based business. And I know in our conversations too, you love working with products as well. Mm -hmm. It's not, I know your only thing, but it's certainly something you like to focus on. So tell us about the future of your work, both in your business, but then also tell us about the future, like with your family life and yeah. how you see all these two things mixing oh, together. Megan. Okay. <laughs> um, well, so yeah, so Studio Chartreuse is turning 20 this year. So yeah. it's really exciting. And um, again, I cannot believe it's been 20 years. I feel like I just opened the doors and signed my first lease the other day. But um, as far as products go, we have found that over the last, I would say 10 years. So the first 10 years, we were definitely more um, business to business focused. Yeah. And now as we've kind of um, had a, a couple clients that have really allowed us to be more business, you know, direct to consumer or B2C mm-hmm. um, focused, we've 
kind of thrived in that space. We do like the touchy feely. We like to like set up the products and the boxes and the bags and, mm-hmm. and say like, Oh, how's it feel? And how does it make someone, you know, feel when they receive this package in the mail? And mm-hmm. you know, what are the key points that, the, that they're going to take away from when they buy this bottle of um, lotion or what mm-hmm. have you? Yeah. So we've been, we have been doing more and more product packaging and really working with, um, I don't want to say engineers, but more on the tech side to kind of go through that like creative sometimes people in tech or even product development they don't think about the beauty the smells like what happens when you open the top of that box what does it say 10 years ago it has to be more than 10 years ago gosh I was probably in college now I think about it but there's a brand called Toka it's a perfume brand and they sell it at Anthropology. it's it's been around for a long time now it's beautiful it looks French and real pretty and it's like little perfumey and they had, I think they had like also hand lotion and things like that. But they they had these boxes and they were one of the first to market that I noticed that you would open it up and it would say like, hey, beautiful. Or they'd say little sayings. Uh-huh. And, you know, those little things matter. When you're trying to differentiate yourself in the product, in this massive product world that we live in, any little thing, any little touch point matters. I, um, oh gosh, I'm going to forget the name of the brand. I was just trying them on. There are these like really cool, oh, I think it's called Caddis or okay. Cadis. I don't know how you say it, but there are these readers, okay, for your older mom crowd. <laughs> they're really beautiful, funky aviators and really cool Whoa. reader glasses, yeah. right? And on the top of the glasses, it's one says port and starboard, starboard, and, you know, left and right. Yeah. And I just think it's like, I just saw that the other day as I was trying them on. I'm like, what a cute little thing. Like, yeah. it means nothing really to glasses or to vision, but someone's thought like left and right, let's try and just... I mean, I don't know where that came from in their brand, but I'm attracted to it. And I think, oh, that's so clever, right? Yeah. Any little thing that you can do to be clever and to separate yourself from the main pack of products, um, that's what we really thrive at, trying to push our clients or, or challenge our clients to do with their products. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a company here in Cleveland called Midwest Industrial. Mm-hmm. Um, they they do industrial lubricants, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, okay, cool. What What does that mean? They do stuff for like, the railways and the mining communities and they their products are all green which in that world is unheard of um and i was friends with one of the wives of one of the founders of the company for a long time in different ways she actually owned a really cool store she founded called cleveland consignment shop which did like luxury goods they're up on chagrin yes okay um susie shout out she's great Uh um and it's very smart woman but i think as a woman she said to her husband why aren't why aren't you selling this stuff like in target or like why aren't you you know, why isn't this direct to consumer? It's just, you're, you're selling this product only to in, in like large industrial companies. So she said, you know, my friend charity, like, I think you should give it a shot. So we've been working with them now for a few years to kind of like develop this product. They have the product, mm-hmm. but it's like how we reinvent it. How do we, how do we repackage it? How do we sell it? So it's consumer friendly. How do we get it on the shelves of target? Now she's doing most of that work herself. So I don't want to take credit for that, but, um, you know, we kind worked on a name, worked mm-hmm. on the graphics, constantly working on the packaging with her. They're doing some testing. So it's still in the infancy stage, yeah. but we've been having a really good time uh, working with her on that. And again, it's just that different, she came to us with the idea. It's not yeah. like we did it all, but um, I'm just saying like, she's taken this product that exists mm-hmm. and re-envisioned it for a new market. And that's mm-hmm. just a small project that we're working on, but it's happening here in Cleveland. I think yeah. it's really cool. It is so cool. And I just, again, love hearing the way that you think of 
branding and the way that your business shows up, like mentioning again, that fresh perspective, something new, different Mm -hmm. in the market. I love that you said clever when you're thinking about your branding, that it should be something clever and different that sparks a conversation really. And of course, I think of the marketing side of that too, of it's genius when you do something like that, because if it is clever enough that it sparks that interest in somebody, they're going to share it, whether that means they're physically going to take a picture and share it on social or they're going to tell their friend, oh, my gosh, I saw these glasses and they're so cute. And like just how clever that is. But I love also the reinvention because there are some women who are listening who have been at their business for a little bit. And like me, they were at that point where they're like, is this stagnant? Am I done? Or can we breathe new life into it? And so. It's just so cool to think about branding. I think we often think about it as just the logo or your messaging or how you show up, but it's also how you show up almost like the way we dress, like how your business shows up. Oh gosh, yes, my business is very colorful. I love that. I think that uh, we always say to our clients, like the clients that come to Studio Chartreuse, they're in for a color explosion. Because I mean, they wouldn't come to us if, if they were looking for something subdued. Although Allie, who I work with, would love to do black and white Right, Allie? I love you. Um, but and, and she's a very talented designer, too. And she does a great job with color. I'm just kidding. But, I mean, we are, I think we've become known for our use of color. Um, we, we love to challenge our clients to really empower themselves with color. Yeah. Because um, it's so fun. Yeah. And it's so, ha- colors, I mean, they can make you sad, but they can make you really, they can really change an attitude. For the most part, I like to say colors, like, make us super happy. Yeah. Um, and excited. And uh, people usually ask us why chartreuse. This is actually a really great yeah. little thing. We always say that sh- uh, the color chartreuse evokes emotion. Mm-hmm. People will say like, oh my gosh, I love I love chartreuse. Like I wear chartreuse. And, I, mm-hmm. and then we have other people that say like, I cannot stand the color chartreuse. It was my grandmother's kitchen. My mom made me wear it to first grade or whatever. Mm-hmm. But they, it has, people have an opinion about it. Yeah. And so with all of our branding projects and all of our creative projects, we like just to say that we, we will try to incite an opinion, mm-hmm. right? We want to get a feeling, an emotion, an opinion um, from our clients and from their projects. Mm-hmm. And for them, like whether we want them to buy a ticket to go to something, an event, we want them to buy a product, we want them to visit a website. We're just hoping that like whatever we do can like make movement. Yeah, I love that. So the end of my styling career, I really dove into color psychology. Yeah, and I created power palettes, and I had these style profiles, and you know, color evokes it does evoke emotion. Yeah. And so I would help them figure out, like, you know, if you want to be in sales mode and you're on your online calls, well, here's your warm color palette. Here are the colors. You know, yeah. if you're trying to be more trustworthy and things like that, you know, go this way, soothing that way. And it's so true, right? I mean, it evokes different emotions. It does, and, and we, you know, we. Obviously, there are those the school of thoughts, but we also try and, you know, we'll give our clients that, you know, let's say uh, we're in finance, so we want to use green, okay, mm-hmm. or blue. And so we'll say, that's great. And we'll usually show that as an option. And then we try and push them to something a little less expected. Yeah. Because, you know, we don't want them to look like every single financial institution. We want them to stand apart a little bit. Mm-hmm. And we struggle with that. I mean, as a design firm right now in the market, there are so many great tools. We talk about tools out there. I mean... Canva being one, they, I mean, they put out great creative, but the problem is it it all kinds of looks the same. It can be, you can be a photographer in Alaska and a photographer in Florida and a photographer in New York city, all seeing different things, all meeting with different people, Mm -hmm. all having different perspectives on where you want your business to go, but your materials all look the same. And so we really, we try and, and push our clients to look unique and different. 
And so I think that's what our, like, as we wake, you talk about mission and vision. And when you wake up in the morning and you go to work, you get this opportunity to be a part of someone's business and to really help them like think about themselves in a way they may not have. Mm -hmm. I love that perspective. And I love that, you know, you're giving them multiple options Mm -hmm. and you are letting them choose, but you are also pushing them. We guide them. Yes. We try and guide them. Yeah. Yeah. That's a nice I used to say good, better, best. I used to say we give them like good, better, best, Mm -hmm. but, um, the women I work with say, we're, they're all best. They're yeah. all great. They're great <laughs> solutions. Um, so now we say like safe, mm-hmm. a little bit less safe, and maybe something that's a little bit like more uncomfortable, but like a disruptor. Yeah. So we like to, that. and sometimes the disruptors move forward, which is awesome. We mm-hmm. love to see that. Yeah. It's a beautiful little tightrope yeah. dance. Yeah. It is. I yeah. love it. Well, yeah. But you know, you also said like, what is, what, what do I have in store for my family and stuff? And yeah. so being that I'm, I'm starting to think about it, Megan, mm-hmm. I am, I'm starting to think about, you know, I, like you, I listen to a lot of podcasts and I listen to the second life I and I it. listen to like, you know, all what, what do we do next and mm-hmm. all the things. And I have, I love my job. Yeah. I really do. I, I, I feel very lucky to have the pulse of what's happening mm-hmm. in our community because I'll know when the new coffee shop is opening. Cause we're working at, you know, like right. I, I yeah. have enough to be dangerous mm-hmm. or just to be excited and be passionate about the Northeast Ohio communities. Um, but I, you know, I went to college for art education and graphic design, and I've never done anything with education. And maybe this is my time. You know, yeah. maybe as I, I always thought as a 20 year old student that I would get married and have a baby and become an art teacher when my child's in school. Mm-hmm. Well, that is not how it happens. Yeah. And now I can't even imagine being in a school system, mm-hmm. to be quite honest. So mm-hmm. I would probably look towards a higher ed opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just putting it out there. Yeah. Um, but also <laughs> just out. like, yeah, I mean, I could definitely be more of a have a creative director role mm-hmm. in I wonder what it would be like sometimes to work for just a company on one product for a long time, right? Like I'm constantly changing, wearing different hats and changing perspectives on, you know, are we talking about law today? Are we talking about lubricants? Are we talking about coffee? What are we talking, which I love Mm -hmm. because I think as a creative too, like we, we thrive on like changing directions a lot, Mm -hmm. but what would it be like to really be able to dive in and focus on one thing for 40 hours a week Mm -hmm. for four years, you know, like wouldn't that be kind of cool too? So to work on the client side, might be interesting. Studio Chartreuse is not going anywhere. We're going to be around for a long time. And, you know, I think that the firm will evolve and change. Uh, as we've seen, you know, getting really involved in product packaging and now having some opportunities with interiors. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm starting to think about, yeah, what does it look like when Max goes to college? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, he's nine, but, and if college is not his path, so be it. I don't yeah. even care about that. But I'm just saying, like, when he's a young adult, what does that look like for me? Do mm-hmm. I still want to be doing that? Will someone hire a six-year-old graphic designer? Mm-hmm. You start asking yourself these questions. Yeah. Um, do I want, I mean, I always said like when I was little um, that I want to live abroad for a while. I've never had that opportunity. Okay. Um, we've been personally, my mom has Alzheimer's. Okay. And so we've just over the last five years like been dealing with that. And so she's young, she's 72. And so like, if you think about, oh my gosh, I'm in my forties, I have 30 years left of life. What does that look like? Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? It is crazy. So really I, I tell everyone uh, being exposed to that has changed my perspective. Mm-hmm. And also like, don't wait. Yeah. I always say like, if you really want to do something, don't wait. So I'm trying to like follow my own lead. I think it's so beautiful to hear like what that next thing that you're thinking about yeah. is, because I think we're all, you know, we're all on the different paths, but somebody might hear that and be like, I'm right there too. And here's what I'm thinking. And so first off, shout out anybody who has any leads for charity. (laughs) We're all here. We're all here to support you. We could do something. So yeah, yeah, it's sometimes like the stuff that we take for granted that Mm -hmm. other people just don't know. Right. So there is, I mean, I've had people say like, 
would you come to my closet and just help me with my clothes? Mm-hmm. And I've been flattered and I don't want to do like, I don't think yeah. that's what I want to do, but yeah. I think there's just many opportunities. If you, okay. When I first started chartreuse, I was only able to be chartreuse. Yeah. At the same time I was doing that, I was writing a blog called I Heart Cleveland. Right. I never put my name on it. I never said who I was. And I never said I did what I did as a day job mm-hmm. because it was separate. I had my professional life and my personal life. Mm-hmm. And I went to a conference. I used to go to a lot of like influencer conferences. They were really, um, really a great a tool for me. Like I, I connected with so many women and I have made wonderful support systems across the country. But I was in a class and one woman said like, why can't we be so many things? Why do we have to be just one thing? And it's like the light bulb went off in my head. And I went home and I put my name on that blog and I said, I work at Studio Chartreuse and I linked them together. And I said to the women I worked with, I was like, so it's not a secret anymore. Mm -hmm. When I talk to clients, I'm gonna tell them I write this blog. Mm -hmm. And when I blog, I'm gonna tell people I do this, I do design as a living. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden it just became like, oh yeah, this is charity. She loves clothes. You'll once you get to know her, you'll see that she loves entertaining. That's part of her world. She likes to have parties at the office. Mm-hmm. You know, then it became like I wasn't hiding anything anymore, and actually became more fun. Yeah. And oh, she's a mom, and now I don't hide that either. Yeah. I just bring them along if I have to. Mm-hmm. And I mean, within reason, right? right like right. I'm not going to bring my nine year old son to like a women's networking, right, or right. but like <laughs> I want him to see that his mom is a working parent, and like, mm-hmm. hey, guess what? I bring home fifty percent of the bacon, and mm-hmm. like it's just as important to like support female founders and female entrepreneurs as it is to support, you know, your engineer dad or whatever it is. But, um, yeah, that moment of like, we can be so many things. We don't just have to be one thing. Yeah. I I think that's, everyone knows that now, but to me, that was like a huge shift in my life of Mm -hmm. I'm more than a designer and I'm more than a blogger. I can be all these things. I think it's a great reminder because I think we're often told to like niche down, you know, be a a specialist, not a generalist. And I'm reading or I'm listening to Big Magic, which is so good. I had never, I mean, I knew it. I always thought the cover was beautiful and I never listened to it. You have that idea. You got to get it. Someone else will get that little bug. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and she had made a comment about the one woman with the tattoos Yeah. and how she said, like, if this is, this is my body for this life, I want it to be beautiful on the outside and everything is temporary. And I've been thinking about that a lot too. And just everything that we do, you know, everything's temporary, like you were just mentioning. And so go for it, right? Go try the different things, be all the people you want to be, do all the things that you want to do. Sit in on the podcast when someone asks you to sit in on the podcast. Yes, Yes. exactly. Yeah. Like, or be a guest. Yeah. Like you, like you said, you know, you, if you want to teach, like teach teachers how to teach, you know, teach professionals how to do what you do. And, and it's just so beautiful that I think we have even more opportunity to do that now and more support than ever. And, Hopefully it'll continue to grow, like you said. So it is more of this 50-50. And I grew up in this space. My mom was an entrepreneur, a mompreneur as well. So I went with her to everything. And I got to see it firsthand. Same with my dad. Like my whole family are entrepreneurs. And that's what I want for my kids. And so that's why they come to the studio. It's freedom. Exactly. That's really what it comes down to. Freedom and and flexibility. And and flexibility. Yeah. Yeah, And fulfillment. Yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, every night when I go to bed, I'm definitely fulfilled from this crazy life that Mm -hmm. we're all in together, raising kids. And I mean, I'm now part of the sandwich generation. So taking care of, I mean, not really taking care of, but you know, like having a day-to-day conversation with my parents, which I didn't do in my thirties because they were self-sufficient. And now they need a little bit of help and um, running a business. And yeah, you're just doing so many things. But when you go to bed at the end of the day, you're like very fulfilled and you're like, oh, that was fun. Let's do it again tomorrow. Let's yes. just keep doing it until I feel like 
I'll keep doing this until it's not fun. Yeah. And then I'll switch directions. But I guess, I, you know, thinking about it, I think as women, we always think about what's next. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for sure as entrepreneurs, we're always thinking about whether we're, we're trying to forecast payroll or, mm-hmm. you know, the, the nitty gritty of what's next. What are the, what are the holidays look like? How are we going to manage people's time off with client needs or mm-hmm. what have you? But um, it's in our nature to be also planning, right? Yeah. So entrepreneurs are typically have some sort of strength in planning mm-hmm. or um, making bullet points yeah. lists or what have you. <laughs> um, so it's not something that I'm not thinking about. I definitely am thinking about what's next. Mm-hmm. I don't have the answer yet, but right. I'm still so marinating in lots of ideas. I could do this. I could do that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, who, who knows? And like, <laughs> yes, Charity would really never say that. But I'm like, I guess I'm just like open to the idea of like, I could switch directions because mm-hmm. why not? Like, right. yeah, slow so, living, man. Yeah, I'm all about it as well. Yeah. But. Charity, this yeah. has been so great. I Thank love getting you, to talk with you. I loved hearing the mom, the entrepreneur side of your life. Everything about your business will be linked below. So if everybody's Thank listening, you. you need to go. Um, if there's one thing that you would like to leave the listeners with on how you can support them if they are in the Cleveland area or potentially beyond, yeah. do you want to share that with them? Sure. Yeah. So we always tell people, like, if you have an idea and you want to even see if working with us is, you know, an option for you or mm-hmm. a possibility, just, we love to have coffee. Like mm-hmm. really it's as simple as that. We're very accessible. Um, we do have an office in Lakewood, but we're not there all the time anymore because we, you know, we are back in the office, but it's more of like a Tuesday through Thursday. And then mm-hmm. we have meetings. So, you know, drop me an email. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an organization here in Cleveland called women in digital. Mm-hmm. If you're not, a, oh, cool. this would be a good one for you. Yeah. Um, but they are all about, you know, mentoring the younger uh, generation of women in the digital space. But I really find that, that, it really is more of an entrepreneurial organization. And I really enjoyed talking to some of those women and just being like, have you thought about this? Just I mean, we're con- I mean, yeah. I know we've said this, but like constantly seekers and learners. I mean, we could, we could have a whole nother podcast about AI. Mm-hmm. And I think these younger generations have a lot to teach us. Mm-hmm. So um, it's exciting. Well, this was amazing. Yeah. Thank you so Thanks much for your time. I, I could talk to you all day. We'll do an AI one because yeah. I'm fascinated about that. I've messed with it a little bit, but so more to come. Count me in. This won't be the end. Okay, good. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Megan. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. You have no idea how much your listenership means to me. If you love what you heard, would you mind leaving us a review? It'll help get these episodes into more mompreneurs earbuds and into our community. Ready to get your next season or project done? Then you need to check out the studio. It offers a creative, collaborative, and Instagrammable space for mompreneurs to batch their podcast and beyond. Head to mompreneurco.com studio to learn how to cut your marketing time from three months to one day so you can spread your message and mission on autopilot while enjoying the work and people you love most. See you next time.